Y'all ready? We so yes. stressed. Everybody ready? We so beautiful. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Go Ahead, I'm Listening. A Melody Mental Health Podcast. No, I'm just playing song you back. First of all, it's a Melody Minded Mental Health Podcast. We'll start over. Uh, you do it, you do it. Hey, everybody, welcome to Go Ahead, I'm Listening, a Melody Mental Health Podcast. No, you did it wrong. Okay, right, right, right. Tim, 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 Tim. Tim, one more time. Me- listen, read the thing. A Melody Minded. All right. Hey, everybody, welcome to Go Ahead, I'm Listening, a Melody Minded Mental Health Podcast. I am Prof. And I'm Dr. Cam. And today's show is actually all about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, we have a beautiful guest today. You want to introduce yourself? Um. Oh Lord, now she's talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's, that's she wouldn't be quiet. That's actually five minutes ago. Now it has way more syllables than uh. Um, so yeah. Kenzie. Kenzie. It, it actually. Kenzie. Kizzy. Kizzy. Yes, no N. Is that two syllables? Okay. Two. Kizzy. Kizzy. Okay. okay. Kizzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kizzy. Uh, we also want to say uh, go to therapy because we know it takes uh, some of you listeners like almost weeks to finish a uh, podcast. And we actually say that at the end of each one. So in the beginning of them in the future, we're going to tell you guys to and suggest let you guys go to counseling, man, because everybody need help in some area or industry of life. Right, right. Now we about to get into it, okay? So, we, we've been saying that at the end. We're going to say that right now. I'm going to even tell y'all I love y'all right now. <laughs> I love y'all too, but y'all be tripping. <laughs> I love y'all. All right. Um. So, Kizzy. Mm-hmm. Did we let her say any more about herself, or we just oh, cut her off? Oh, yeah. she did. She was kind of <laughs> no, like, I'm I, I don't know busy. what to say. I think I mispronounced her name. And- so, um, you wanted to um, come and talk yeah, to so, us and share. Yeah, my experience as far as I was molested. I was molested by my mother's first cousin. Um, he was our babysitter, and. He was in my eyes a grown man because he, he, I mean, he had to be 18 because he was big. He mm-hmm. was grown. He wasn't in school because he was babysitting and we were going to school. Mm-hmm. I was in pre-K. My brother was in elementary school. Um, over the course of time, um, I couldn't understand, like, in my life, like, why my mother and I didn't have, like, that relationship um i would see other people other kids girls my friends and their families and you know their close relationships with their mothers and things of that nature and i couldn't understand it but maybe when i was like 15 it began to come to light like the things that had happened to me in my life like I remembered it. I remember things vividly. I can remember vividly. Like it just, it just began to come back to me, and I couldn't understand like why everything was coming back to me, and it was so clear. Mm-hmm. And I found myself hating my mother to a point where my mother had three jobs. 
So for me, I wasn't, I was raised in a single family home, but my dad was an ophthalmologist. <clears throat> my mother, she was the librarian at the University of Houston when we lived in Texas after she divorced my dad. And then shortly after that, we moved to California. She became a social worker and she also worked with the mentally disabled and she made like cases she was a seamstress mm -hmm. but whatever the case may be she was she made sure she worked hard to make sure that we wasn't raised in like poverty mm -hmm. but it was a glass house you know um everything looked good from the outside but it wasn't mm -hmm. you know my mother chose men over a relationship with me. You know, I had a brother. Um, the relationship was clearer for her with him than it was with me. And I myself could never understand it. And so one day she went to work and she didn't come home. And it didn't bother me. How old were you? I was, I was 14. So from the age 12 to 14, I was backwards and forwards from New England to California. So I was in California and she was at work. I didn't know which job she was at, but I knew she was at work. And I just prayed that she never came home. I, I hoped that they would call me and told me that she was dead. And I couldn't fathom that for the life of me. Like, why I, you know, I felt that way. But everything hit me all at once. Like, all the things that had happened to me from my childhood mm -hmm. all the way up into current. She chose men over me. She chose everything over me. My brother everybody and i'm the youngest mm -hmm. <clears throat> so over the years i never had that love for my mother but i never um i guess as i got older i didn't want anyone else to do her wrong but i didn't love her the way a daughter should love their mother mm -hmm. you know if, if that even makes sense i don't know no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so for me, I kind of grew up, um, I've never loved. I've never been in like a relationship. I mean, I have. I've been married. You know, I have my kids or whatever have you. But I didn't like, it's strange. I've never been in love. You know, I'm 42 years old. I ain't never been in love. No man has ever hurt me. I won't allow them to. Um, <clears throat> and that essentially comes from, I was never taught love. I was never taught relationship. But I myself knew how to take care of my kids. Um, I was molested for years. You know, um, I remember a time 
And my mother gave me a pregnancy test when I was nine because I started my cycle at nine. But I felt like after a certain point of time that I didn't have to say, Mom, I started my cycle. I started my period, you know. I mean, it, it comes every month. I mean, how many times? I mean, how many times a year, or how many months out of the year do I have to say I started my period? You know, it's coming. I'm not doing anything. But she gave me a pregnancy test because one month I didn't tell her that I had started my period. She made me take my pads out of the trash can and unfold them to show her, and then she told me. But that was old blood. But she didn't teach me how to be nasty. So it wasn't old. It was um, just not that day, you know. So she went to the store. She got a pregnancy test. I don't know what she did to alter it. And you were nine. It, I was nine. Mm. And they said that I was pregnant on that pregnancy test. But I wasn't pregnant. So she ever had sex at that age? Absolutely. I've never been a virgin. But she was being Remember, molested. I was I was molested you were by molested her cousin. By her cousin. Two of her cousins. At what age did that start? Four. Four. To nine. Four to about six. Not nine. Okay. So it stopped, but that same man that molested me, she moved him, his Son's mother and his son into our home and I. So it stopped somewhere along the line because we moved and he was no longer babysitting us. And she knew that he molested me because she came home from work when she worked at the University of Houston. She came home from work with her, my uncle, which was my grandmother's brother. And my grandmother was behind them. My grandmother lived next door. Um, they came in and I was laid out on her bed naked. And I guess he heard the door open and she just instantly knew. So she went to swing on him. He's like six three, so he's tall. And my uncle was behind her, so they grabbed her, her, him, and my grandmother. They all went over there. I was left there at four to put on my clothes, clean myself up. They left me right there. Nothing else was ever said about it. So, but from four up until I'll say six, because we moved. And then at nine, we moved again, and they moved into our home. And it happened again, started again? No, it never started again because at nine, I became a monster. He drove taxi cabs. I took his cab. Um, I wrecked it. Just, mm -hmm. I became. Opposition. Yes. Defiant. Absolutely. And then that's when I started my cycle as well. At some point, that's when he moved in. But when he moved in, I was upset. Like, why would you let this man move into our home and you know what he did to me? You know? Y'all never talked about it. Never talked about it one time. Up until I became 15. 
Oh yeah, I was. I, I had to be about fifteen. Um, she had. That's when everything began to surface about you know the things that had gone on with me because it actually went on again when I moved to California as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was being molested, and I actually caught gonorrhea from one of my cousins. Male cousins. Male cousins. How old were you at this? I was twelve. Um, I got the shit beat out of me, but she never once confronted the person that did it. She thought it was just me having sex, but I wasn't. I wasn't having sex at all. Um, it later came out because him and all of his friends had gonorrhea. So at that point, she knew. But never, again, never talked about it. It was never discussed. Um, from there, we continued on with our lives and she, she had a boyfriend. She finally had a boyfriend that she liked and, um, I, I got pregnant. She didn't want me to have the baby. She was really concerned about how she lived for her family here. So she was more concerned about how these people here in Texas judged her. I don't know if it was from the upbringing. She wasn't raised with her family anyway. So to me, I didn't, who cares? But she cared. She didn't want me to have my daughter. But for me, that was my way out. So upon that happening, um, when I was pregnant, I asked her, why she never said anything? Why she never fought for me? And she said because she was fighting for a relationship that she was trying to have with her mother. She was she was raped. My mother's mother was raped. That's how she was conceived by somebody in our family. I don't know. This is what I heard. Mm-hmm. But for me, I always felt like, who cares about your family? You know, you have kids now. We're your family. You know, we're more important. Well, I wasn't more important. You know, my my brother was, but I wasn't. So um, I just kind of rebelled from there. I chose to have my baby. I ran away. I went and lived with my daughter's father. And essentially, I came back home, of course, but I stayed with him to get far long enough to where I couldn't have an abortion. But you were how old? I was 16 when I got pregnant. And I was 17 when I had her. So, yeah. So I made, I was 16 in February and I made 17 in March. Mm -hmm. I was already pregnant. She always, she has always, and and still today, she disregards me. Like my mother does not like me. You know, she will tell other people like the good things about me, but she doesn't like me. You know, she never have. My brother has always been her, her kid. That's the kid that she wanted. 
Um, so for me, my goal has always been to try and make sure my daughter and my son and I had a solid relationship because of what she did not bring to the table. And she actually admitted it to my daughter with saying that she um, do things for me out of guilt mm -hmm. because of how she treated me growing up. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like, it was weird, you know? So I, I kind of, it's hard for me, like in relationships and stuff like that. Um, love. They ain't never been a friend of mine when it comes down to a relationship and a man and stuff like that. Men, they ain't shit to me. Always, it's, it's that's that's like a known fact for me. And if it's different, I don't know. You know, I notice the good in some. You know, I'm not gonna take that away from no man, but at the end of the day, I don't have any expectations of a man as far as a relationship, um, holding one with. I mean, at all, because of what I have gone through, you know. Um, so I don't know. It's it's not hard for me because I'm used to being alone. You know, I can live alone. I don't like drama. I have a bad attitude, and you know me. So, and growing up, my attitude has always been, like, bad. But I'm really protective of those that I do love, you know. Um, but as far as just, like, I don't know. Having a, a, a wholehearted relationship with someone, it's, it's hard. And I don't think I will ever have that. Do you want that? I don't I don't know. I don't trust. I don't I don't I have I I literally legit have trust issues. You know, but I think to a certain degree I do. But I get bored really easy. So even if I had it it would take a strong individual to deal with against me. So <coughs> I don't know. I um, think I do, but not to say. Um, oh, let me let me let me let me add this, and then just consider this point. Because mm -hmm. um, I I know you say you get bored easily, and that may be why, but. Um, I liken it to like a um, self-sabotage that some of us do because of an unfamiliarity with certain levels of success. And the, the uh, metaphor that I generally use is like red lights and green lights. Like some of us have um, come to so many red lights consistently in our life that um, when we get green lights, especially green lights like repetitively, like consistent green lights. Mm -hmm. Some of us, because of our past traumas and past experiences, we slow down anyway. Um, 
only because we're not used to going this fast. We're not used to things being so good. We're not used to a good morning. And we're not used to people checking on us and they don't want nothing from us, but just to check on us. We're not used to people like asking you how your day going and they really genuinely give a damn. Like when, when you start getting green lights like that, some of us, because we are the product and the sums of our experiences, we, it scares us. He too friendly. Well, yeah. well I'm going to say this. Because I always get the men that fall in love mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. It's not it's me not falling in love. So I get the, the good morning. And it doesn't scare me. It's no fear there. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a blank. It's like a wall that's there. Um, for me, it only takes, you know how it takes how people say it takes a mustard seed of faith. That's all it takes is for me to lose interest. You can do just one little thing. Nothing may ever bother me throughout the whole relationship. I may, oh, he's cool. He all right. You know, I'm, I'm going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to nobody else because typically I, I'll have a line of dudes. But it'll be that one little thing that'll turn everything around. So I don't fear it. It's just that I always, well, maybe it is fear then. Maybe it is fear because I'll be like, he has a motive. Mm-hmm. What is his motive? So that, yeah, that's, I guess that's a form of fear. And I, and I kind of contend that the unfamiliarity with uh, certain versions of green lights, mm-hmm. like the fact that my life have not um, manifested in these type of green lights, mm-hmm. like it makes me untrustworthy, trusting mm-hmm. of like these particular lights. Like I can see green lights for miles. This has never been my real life. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who have had red light after red light after red light and traffic jams and like, it is, you know, it's a new space. Like, yeah. and it, it takes some getting used to and it, it, and it expands your comfort zone and it's highly uncomfortable. But, um, you know, for, <clears throat> um, for us to really appreciate the prayers that we have, you know, whatever, I'll sabotage whatever you it is, your thing that it is that you do, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But if we really saying that I want this to manifest, we got to appreciate that. Then I have to, I have to know how to, um, Accept my blessing. Yeah. Like, I and have I to know how to be blessed. Yeah. And I'll sabotage it. Like, I'll totally, like, go against it. <laughs> like, I'll have, like, this totally good dude. And I'll sabotage it all because something about it in my mind doesn't seem right. You know? All because of my past or my childhood experiences, you know, I've, my, I remember my mother putting a, an extension cord around my neck to where I saw blue. So that means, I don't know if I was almost to death or not, but I saw blue a whole, you know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. she was mad. She was angry, but she put it around my neck. I remember getting beat with a two by four, you know, I remember, you know, like I said, her and this whole, um, 
um, the the pregnancy test thing mm-hmm. at nine. You know, yeah. her just disregarding my life. So it makes me sabotage everything that walks into my life. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable. Like, um, I mean, what well, we ain't been talking 30 minutes and you've at least mentioned at least four or five major life traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, if we was to appreciate Ace, um, mm-hmm. a verse of childhood experiences, like, um, your score would be high. Yeah. <laughs> your, your score would be very, very high. And um, to appreciate the impact that that has on children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be specific when I say that because um, as adults, we go through stuff and we have a little bit more tools, emphasis on a little bit more tools to cope. Sure. Um, but when a child goes through some of the more horrific, um, traumatic experiences of the human condition, like it's a lot to deal with. And we asking a lot of them for them mm-hmm. to come out normal or okay, quote unquote. Yeah. Like we're asking a lot of them for them never to get questioned on, hey, how was this experience for you? Um, if you're uncomfortable talking to me, you want to go do counseling. Like for us to never address them like something happened to them. Mm-hmm. It, it does us a disservice. Yeah. And, and that's the way she, to me, I feel like that's the way she's always treated me. Like, like she can't believe you know, some of the things that has, that I have elected to do in my life. Like, when I didn't finish high school, it was not because I was, like I said, I was a straight A student. My te- If my teachers go to bat for me and I never got suspended for fighting, you know I was a good kid. You know, I was like the popular girl. When I was in elementary, junior high school knew I was coming. When I was in junior high, high school knew. I was dating a dude in high school when I was in junior high school. You know what I'm saying? So, I was that chick. But, I just, I had to get away from that lady in my life, which is my mother. Always wanted one. But I ain't never really had one, you know. My goal was to have this kid. But when she came here, it was us against the whole entire world. Mm -hmm. And I fought to make sure that she had that relationship with me that my mother did not have with Mm -hmm. me. You know, it, it seemed like my mother didn't even like that. When I was growing up, anybody in my family could tell her anything about me, and she went with it. You can't tell me anything about my daughter, and I'm just going to believe you. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I need to know what happened. I know my kid. I know her. So I know what she's capable of, and I know what she will say. And I, I give her the green light on what she can say when I'm not around. So if you say what she said... Uh, well, bitch, this, this, she didn't say that. I know she didn't because respect is something that she will always have for an adult. You ever talk to your mom about how you feel? Yeah, absolutely. I have. And when I talk to her, she gets really upset. Mm -hmm. And she says, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And I say, I don't want you to do nothing. I'm grown now. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it right there. So, um, what you saying 
you don't want her to do nothing or you is that the most honest depiction mm -hmm. of there is nothing to do and the only reason i say that is because she still choose mm -hmm. at 43 mm -hmm. she still choose other people over me mm -hmm. where i will never choose anyone else over my children mm -hmm. or her or even her when you say that, although i don't like her i can say this what does that mean when you say she chooses other people over you? it means that when i was oh no i'm gonna bring it up yes ma'am to here in my when when i was in my 30s when i when i was here she has a sister messy she's only messy and envious of my mother because through it all although i didn't graduate from high school i've always had custody of my children i've never been on welfare um i've always had a great job my kids weren't raised in a hood and they're not hood they're well-mannered and they fear nothing and nobody but who they should and that's the man up above. Outside of that, they're free to speak and choose whatever life they want to live. Mm -hmm. Right? Her kids, on the other hand, are none of that. And it's not taking away from her upbringing because my aunt was successful. She was successful. Her husband was successful. But I, whatever happened in that household... Her children weren't. Mm -hmm. Her children went through things that my mother's kids did not go through. My mother is the oldest out of six. She's the only one that looks like their mother. And all of them have different fathers. Except for the last three. Mm -hmm. um, none of them have a relationship with their fathers. Except for the last three. But with my mother and her children... We were we were okay. You see what I'm saying? So her sister always tried to sabotage the relationship. My she I don't it was some drama that went on between my little cousin and one of our other cousins. My aunt just would like lie. She would sabot try to sabotage it. My mother, I would come home and I'll be like, oh hey, and I'm looking at my mother, she's mad. I'm like, why are you mad? What's wrong with you? And she'll tell me something that her sister said. There is no way that my kid can walk in the house and my brother told me something about my child and something that she did that had absolutely nothing to do with our household that will make me upset to a point that I'm judging my kid and being upset with her. Or either one of them. So she did that. Whatever happened with my uh little cousin i was there but i wasn't involved but her sister turned it around and made it seem as though i was involved i wasn't involved in that but to me i felt like my mother should know me mm -hmm. enough to shut that conversation down and not get mad at something that her sister is telling her so i come in the house and she's telling me this i'm like what when she found out it was all a lie, from that point on, I said, fuck her. 
she always choosing everybody else over me. Mm-hmm. And then when she go to check somebody, my kid, my kid cannot, neither one of my children can come to me and tell me something that my brother did and me not check him in front of them. It's not a conversation that should be held behind closed doors with my brother and I because you lying on my kid. And I know my child. After I've talked to my child and I done talked to you, I done reevaluated the whole situation, you lying on my my kid. And my kid needs to know that I'm their advocate at all times. At some point, the conversation breaks off and now you can leave and go play, go do something with your friends. But now it's us. But my child needs to know. She... You want her to understand... I don't know if it's fair to say, mm-hmm. hey, mama, I want to talk to you about something. And when she responds mm-hmm. like a human, mm-hmm. because no human mm-hmm. likes to be called on their stuff. Right. This is period. Even if this human knows that they're in the wrong, no human likes to be called on their stuff. I do. So generally, okay. humans don't. Okay. Um, And when she's called on her stuff and she responds like that... Maybe um, suggesting that, yes, I just want you to hear me out. Mm -hmm. Or, yes, I just want you to attempt or put the effort towards understanding me. Um, Because the hurt you got is a real hurt. Like, and I want to appreciate it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we, not you, we lie to ourselves when we say, um, yeah, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. I can't stand this. I can't stand that. But none of that shit matters. Mm-hmm. Like we say, uh, we could go off for hours and we we finish it, but I don't give a damn. Or mm-hmm. I don't, da, da, da. When the reality is, no, it matters. It hurts That's why you're saying that. And we should, and we should say that. We should mm-hmm. say, hey, man, this touched me in a different way. We, it, it does not have to be emotionally overwhelming. But to thine own self be true. Like it is a cathartic process just to identify and, and verbalize mm-hmm. your experience, your Absolutely. emotional experience. Absolutely. I, I think also something you said, even when you said that, when she says, well, what do you want me to do? And I say nothing. Doesn't feel honest to me because what you started with, what you said is I've always wanted her to choose me. Right. But I've told her that before. Mm-hmm. So now when I'm having this conversation and I'm telling her that, I don't want to keep saying, I want you to be my advocate when I've told you I want you to be my advocate. So I've had the conversation and I've, I've actually told her, like I gave my kids as an example because she hasn't done it herself with my children. Mm-hmm. You know, expecting me to snap at my kids when I'm not. My kids, I don't, I don't care about nobody. It's my kids be over anybody. A man, a woman, my mother, my father, it's my children. And then essentially the relationships. And then once everybody is in understanding, then we good. But she, I have told her, I have given her an example. Because for me, I feel like at some point she did not, I like maybe I, she don't understand what I'm saying. You know, maybe she don't understand. She don't know what advocate means. So I give her an example. When are you going to fight for me? 
You never have. In my face, you never said to anybody, like, wait a minute, what happened? Kizzy, come here. Now, what happened? Because that's a conversation. Mm -hmm. And any real parent would do the same thing, especially if it's something like detrimental. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take that, and you're gonna take your kid, you and you want to look at this kid. this yeah. adult. I need you to tell me what happened right here. You tell. I need both sides of the story, and then, like, she would disregard anything that has been said. Like everybody else has been before me. Like nothing. There is never a fight, or never a word, a battle to say that this is my child. And my child is right. And I'm standing like that because... How significant is a healthier relationship? Mm-hmm. At this point, it's not. It's not at all? No. I mean, we're good. I'm going to me. say this. I want to be... Hold on. Before you go <laughs> off on the tangent, mm-hmm. I want to be very direct in what I'm saying. Okay. Is a relationship, a healthier relationship with your mother important to you? At this point, no. And appreciate the term I use, healthier. Yes. I'm not saying, yes. I no, I I'm get not it. saying perfect. No. I'm just saying better than today. No, I definitely and totally okay. get it. No, there is nothing that will ever change. I'm damn near 50. So why bring up the conversation of what? Because I need anybody else to understand us as women in the world and living and even those of older. It's some people right now, women, men too, but more so women that choose everything else over their kids. Mm -hmm. And if they can stop it and control it, Try to. Try to gain a better relationship with your child. It took for me to become an adult to know that my mother worked hard to make sure that we was okay, but she didn't make sure. She didn't work hard to make sure our hearts were okay. We were mm-hmm. okay mentally. Yeah. My father worked more hard to make sure we were okay mentally than financially, and he was there, but not in existence. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if he go, if something happens to him, it will hurt me. But I would be happy that he's not suffering if that's what took him. Mm-hmm. You know? If my mother passes away, it wouldn't hurt me. It wouldn't hurt me at all. I would not shed a tear for her. Because I've always fought for her. When my mother, when my mother, when when she was diagnosed with lupus, I was there. Mm-hmm. My brother wasn't there, and it's not that he could not have been. He elected not to be there. I'm the baby, but I've always been there. I've always fought for my mother. When. Anybody did wrong, I was there. I, I, I called my aunt. Never called her her name. We hung out together and stuff. But I was like, "Bitch, I'm coming to fuck you up." Behind what she was doing to my mother, 
again, she's giving all of herself to other people where I was right here. My father, he always, my father lost his license, his credentials to operate as a doctor because he chose drugs. When I pulled him up out of that dope house, my father never turned back to drugs. Because I told him, I better not ever have to come and get you out of a dope house. He got his relationship together with his wife and they never turned back. Yes, they've been through their shit, but he never turned back to drugs. To whereas that he couldn't have that relationship with his kids. No, he wasn't the perfect father. But when we spoke, when we cried, right. he listened. My mother did it. Right. So anybody else over here in the world, stop choosing other people to make you happy if you can break the, the chain of the hurt that your parents, whether it was your mother, your father, whether it was molestation, drugs, anything, you can break that cycle. I hate to hear people say, well, my upbringing, I was so what how you were raised. You choose your life. You choose to have the relation, the relationship with people, the loyalty, the love. Mm -hmm. No, you may not be able to to fall deeply in love, but at the end of the day, that might be what you're looking for. But that person that loves you will fight. And be there as long as it's not a long battle. They're going to be right there beside you to help you fight through everything that you went through in your life. So stop choosing other shit over your children. You know, she broke me and it broke me for from developing anything I feel that could possibly be fully strong with anybody. Um. Yeah, I'm not looking to have a better relationship with her, but I just, I don't know. It's, I like talking about it now. I know I'd probably be going all around in circles mm -hmm. or whatever, but at the end of the day, the question is, like, what is it? Why would you want to talk about it? And it's more so to, like, yeah, like I said, have that relationship with your kids so that they can have a better relationship with the world, you know, and other people. Because I don't, I don't have it. That was powerful. And I know I, I don't. Like that. I like and, that. And I, I'm totally okay. I like being alone. So. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, like now. Well, let me say this. Like now. I, I like being alone. You hear her shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I do, I do. I don't like like arguing and drama and like. So yeah, who likes let me, and drama? I mean, let me, let me, let me. Uh, Those that argue and have and drama. this, maybe you know, maybe yeah. I'm off because I'll be off a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I contend that um, I'm no about to, one. 
Mm-hmm. I'm about to agree with whatever you said. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you guys don't like being alone. No, no, no that ain't it. I would, I would contend that no one enjoys being alone. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I want to be fair oh, and say cool. that um, everyone appreciates isolation to a degree. Solitude. Right. Okay, right. Solitude. Okay, word. Maybe that's what but it is. no one. I like and, it for and, like and 13 I want to appreciate this because this is why people in solitary confinement mm. is, is highly correlated with mental illness. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is against human nature I'm crazy. to be alone. Okay, well, and, I must No, be no, crazy. no. And, and I want to be fair. And, mm-hmm. and, and when I say, when we started the podcast, we was like, everybody need counseling. I mean it, 100% of us. The three of us in the room Mm -hmm. and the billion of us outside the room. Everybody need counseling. Right. Because I'm saying this to say no one's okay. And if someone goes through as many traumatic situations as you have, they have a higher propensity to really not be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how familiar they are with themselves. You know, okay. And it's. Un- I also want to appreciate the fact that there's nothing wrong with continual growth. Right. Well, because um, you, you us, see my growth. Most of us don't really equate growth mm-hmm. after high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of us have the benefit to go to college and then we think we still growing. But after that, there is no more growth. Right. Um, I want to appreciate the fact that. Um, There is no benefit to tell a person, I pee in the bed, get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's like, just who I am. Yeah. This, this is just me. I be yeah. doing this. And this is what it is. And like, there is no benefit to wave an ugly characteristic or ugly personal trait forever. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm just the one that be going off. Or I'm just like, there... Yeah, it like, does it does you a personal injustice more than it's right and wrong because I don't really want to like demonize it. Right. It just does you a personal injustice. Like you could be further if you would like really address you. Yeah. Like I don't like when people have a short fuse with me. Why do I have a short fuse with others? Uh-huh. I don't like when people um, yeah. um go out of their way not to listen to me. Why am I going out of my way? Not to like, and really just kind of address yourself and and stop peeing in the bed and telling people I pee in the bed. You know, <laughs> right, because I pee right. in the bed. And it's yeah, just, a narcissist. This the version of me you just got to deal with. Like, who wants to deal with it? I, you don't agree because you said you were going to agree. No, I agree with what he's saying. Okay, go. I think it's you. I don't agree. Oh, <laughs> oh, the oh, oh, well, the not the narcissist part. part. I don't. Okay. I don't no, okay. I don't think that's necessarily narcissism. I think Uh-oh. that um, I don't agree that none of it matters. I don't agree that um, I don't even agree that your relationship with your mother doesn't matter because to listen, to, I know what people who don't fuck with people look like, right? Yeah. And so I don't know if someone can say my relationship with my mother doesn't matter, but when she was sick, I was the one doing X, Y, and because Z. Because nobody else. Oh. If it didn't matter, uh-huh. you wouldn't be taken care of. Oh, that. no. that I'm not heartless, though. I'm not heartless. I want to be fair with what you said okay. and what you're saying. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. But I think it matters. 
I think that like I we know, I, like if fundamentally you're saying like my issue is love that the people the person mm-hmm. really then mm-hmm. even it sounds like the difference with your father why it has been possible to be forgiving and understanding towards him is because he was receptive mm-hmm. because he wasn't defensive and didn't wasn't like well fuck it what do you that he listened mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. absolutely that that you want your mother to you want to feel loved by your mother yeah. and that that has prevented you from really being able to open up to be loving to others right absolutely when i know what's in your heart right mm-hmm. i also and this is like big. I think a lot of us aren't able to do this. Okay. Like you said, some stuff about your mother and her, your grandmother and their experience. But I often wonder, like, when I hear people tell stories like this, like, have you gotten into her pain? Right? Have you gotten into her experience? The reason why, like, um, she wasn't able to be there for you. What What is her pain? And sometimes even being understanding to others um, helps build, it is what like empathy is, right? Absolutely. Like, um, I hope I ain't sat on my broke glasses. <laughs> you might have. Oh no, they're over there. Oh um, good. Somewhere I can't see them. So. To what wasn't she given? Right? And it's not like, what wasn't she given so she couldn't give it to you? Okay, so Chet, I've actually tried to help her at some point. My mother, she was raped when she, okay, so not only is she a raped child, she was raped. That's heavy. And she had a kid at 14. Mm -hmm. She had to have that kid because, okay, abortions are not like what they are today or even 10, 15, 20 years ago Mm -hmm. for that matter, right? So she had to have this child. She didn't graduate from high school, okay? She had to go live in some type of home. I ain't never heard of this shit, but she had to go like live in a home to birth this child Mm -hmm. and then give this child up. So I have, I legit have a brother out here in the world I don't know who he is, you know, and I can honestly say my resentments, not Mm -hmm. just towards her, but the family. Yeah. Because at some point, somebody should have broke that cycle so that somebody would begin to tell the story and say that I survived. Mm -hmm. Who can actually say it? Mm -hmm. You know, if nobody act like it ever happened. No, I feel it. Right, and that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. My mother's family, I don't talk to nobody mm-hmm. in that family because all of them know what happened mm-hmm. Yeah, to me. Mm-hmm. Not just my mother because I let it be known when I was 19 because they did not know my, my grandmother, which is their mother, and my little cousins, they love the shit out of my grandmother. But I can say I love my grandmother that I met 13 years ago more than I... I love the grandmother that was my mother's mother that mm-hmm. has been there pretty much all my life. Mm-hmm. You, know what I mean? mm-hmm. you know what I mean? My brother knew everything. I told my brother. My brother and I were three years apart, and my brother was my rib. Mm-hmm. So everything that happened to me, he couldn't always fight my battle, but he knew. Not saying that he wasn't strong, because he was. My brother was the beef in the city. But at that age... Mm-hmm. How can he yeah. fight? Yeah, you know he's only three years older than me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know he can't find my mother. 
Anyway, so they got upset. But you guys haven't been through what we've been through or what I've been through. So if I went through it, my brother went through it too. Because I cried and I told him. And because he knew and he couldn't fight, that was his defense. Guard me as much as possible. So if I don't like it, he don't like it. If I fight, he fight. If he fight, I fight. We were, and they were like, they didn't understand. Well, nobody is paying attention to what has happened. I was molested. Your grandmother knew. Her nephew was molesting. I ain't never been a virgin. They knew. No one has addressed it. So the cycle was never broken. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a relationship with them people. But my mother's second cousins, I do. That's, that's, that's who she was raised with. My great-grandmother. My great-grandmother was my grandmother. And that's a thematic issue mm -hmm. in our culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. Like, that happens a lot, a mm -hmm. lot, a lot. Like, um, and it's never discussed. Because mm -hmm. it happens inside the family. Yes. Well, so, I discuss it. I, I have to. Because I, I found out my daughter was molested. I didn't know. Not because I wasn't paying attention. You know what she told me? Well, because she didn't want to tell me because she knew I was the only parent that worked. And she knew I would go crazy. So my daughter has seen me lose my temper before, FYI. So she said she was afraid that I would lose my temper and she would have to leave this they the babysitter because it was my aunt and it happened at my aunt's house. She was afraid that I would lose my job because she knew how I would react because I was that overprotective of my kids. And she didn't want me to get in trouble from going off on them and nobody would be able to babysit them. And when she told me that, it broke me because... As much as I try to guard my kids from being molested, mm -hmm. it happened. Mm -hmm. Then she tells me, it's one of my cousins that, like, I, I don't talk to, but I guess I still, like, talk to from time to time. I was like, well, who the fuck is it? And I tried to, like, go around it and try to, she's like, mommy, I'm not going to tell you. So guess what? I don't talk to nobody anymore because I don't know who to trust. You don't touch my fucking kid. So fuck everybody that was in her world when they were kids. It's over. Oh, it's over. Sorry. Yeah. It's definitely over. And I don't. So again, I know how to be alone because they're important. I chose them. And I don't know. Love is not an option for me unless it's my kids. Um, I, I mean, I love people, but like relationships. It's the first time you tell me something that doesn't make sense to you by when it comes to my kids. And it may not be right. And I may know that it's not right. But because of what was not developed in me, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to love.
the way I probably should, I guess. I don't know. It's not a should unless you think so. Okay. That's how we know that uh, you desire to be like in a better space. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you say, like you desire better relationships, you desire to be a better mother, yeah. you desire to be a better lover, you desire like you desire to be a better person because you feel guilty for not being better. Like that's why you say yes. stuff like should. Yes. Yes, you are right. <laughs> you are right about that. I do. I hold myself accountable for some of it too. You do. I would say more than you hold yourself accountable. I think that you're unforgiving of yourself. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Right on. I can go with that. That's that. That's true. That could be a fact. But I mean, hey, I don't even know where to start with that one. What are the ways in which you feel like you failed them? Uh, my kids. Mm-hmm. It's not really a them, though. Or um, cause I don't want to externalize it. She got a hard time forgiving herself over some parents and stuff, daughter stuff. But it's her. Um, okay. My life. Then mm-hmm. what are the ways my in life. which you feel you failed yourself? Mm-hmm. Um. Fair, because mm-hmm. the kids are still an extension of that. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Okay, so maybe because I didn't, I didn't allow myself to love, to even, um, give someone else the option to actually love me, me recognize it, mm-hmm. until it was over. You know what I'm saying? So my my son had a relationship with his father, mm-hmm. right? But that relationship was not, it was, un, it was healthy, but it, he was there. But I'm saying, I feel like somewhere deep in the back of my mind, I feel like I was deserving enough to have like a marriage or a relationship that my kids were raised in a two-parent home, even as a young or a teen parent. But I didn't allow myself to and and not settling but i didn't allow myself because there were several different dudes that actually loved me but i didn't allow that love to enter to for them to be raised in a a two-parent home um to gain that extra help or maybe that extra love for them or i don't know something that the chain that was broken it was broken but it wasn't broken enough to a point where I don't know. I they I feel like my kids fucked up too. Shit. Well, like he said, everybody ain't okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm just now noticing it. I didn't think they were fucked up before. You know what I mean? I felt like my not that they were perfect, but they were okay. They're not okay. Anymore. <laughs> and I was like, when when I just found this out, like a year They're joining ago, the bigger club, like a year and a half ago, I sat in a parking lot of the doctor's office. I had high blood pressure, mm-hmm. and all I was doing was go get my blood pressure checked. I sat in the parking lot for an hour and fifteen minutes and cried mm-hmm. over what my daughter told me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then. You just recently found this out. Yes. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, I failed. I failed as a parent. How old is she? 
My daughter, she'll be 26 in November, so she's 25. And she told you that this that this happened when she when was... When she was a kid, when she was little. Little, little. Little, like eight, nine, eight. Mm-hmm. I'll say eight. So, and my aunt was babysitting. One of my aunt's grandkids did the shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting it out there. I don't give a fuck. And, you know, it just... It fucks me up because I'm like, damn, she didn't. She never told me this, so I'm like, I'm a bad parent because I missed it. But she said she knew I had a loose fuse, and because of that, she didn't. She was like, like she was protecting me. Mm-hmm. She was protecting the household. That's not her job. Yeah, it's mine. You know, and because she was in that environment, it today like over. Over the, from the time she told me that up until current, I still be like, damn. And I still like cry behind it. And I'm not a crybaby. <laughs> and then her saying that I know you would have got in trouble. She's seen me act the fool. She's seen me act the idiot several different times. Not like I want her to like look, pay attention, but yeah. So in that, she that paid really attention. She did pay attention. She paid attention. She paid attention. And it hurt me. Because it was something that I did wrong for her to be afraid to tell me what was going on. Because she was afraid of losing. We're not gonna lose. And Whatever I don't wanna and I don't wanna and I don't wanna frame it. Yeah. Like it was something you did wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it was something you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just information to yeah. her. And this is the way she interpreted it. And and because of her little mind at six, seven, eight, nine, ten years mm-hmm. old, she did with that information what she thought was best to do with that information. Um And I and I and I wanted to make sure I asked her, like, did I ever tell you like don't tell because my kids were open with me. You know what I mean? I wanted them to feel comfortable. But she was like, No, I wasn't it wasn't that. It was just that I knew how you would react mm-hmm. and I didn't want you to go to jail or she seen me be angry, mm-hmm. mad. I'm not going to even say angry, mad to a point where she felt like she was afraid to tell me, not like that person put fear in her heart because she knew I wasn't afraid of anyone or anything when it came down to that. But she feared. But I think that's what she's saying, like, was her um, caution. Mm-hmm. Was the fact that you would, you know, yeah, go as far as you know you needed to go, you know, and for um, my kids, yes, ma'am. Which, which yes. obviously we all can understand and appreciate. But I feel like I failed somewhere it, because it's not a fail. It's not a fail because I want to be fair. Somebody else took advantage of the little girl, mm-hmm. like. The fact that you entrusted family, like the fact that you thought your village was a solid village mm-hmm. is not your bad. Right. When we know better, we do better. Had you known, you'd have made different, you know what I'm saying, situations happen. That's not your bad. What we saying is she's seen a behavior from you. She's seen a pattern from you that when she went through her situation, she thought this was the best way to go about it, to keep her family intact the way she felt was mm-hmm. best. But that's not her job. That wasn't her job. Not about not about her job. See, we got to appreciate, and this is, I don't know if we, 
I, I told a person the other day, we dehumanize kids mm-hmm. because we kind of act like that they don't exist in the space of personhood. Right. Like right. they feel, they think, they get embarrassed, they get mm-hmm. shamed, they have mm-hmm. pride. Mm-hmm. They also know their parents. They know you. If nothing more, they want to please you. Children want to please their parents. Yeah. And if I know what her response could be, I'm going to prevent that. If I don't think it's going to be beneficial. Right. But I feel like I failed as a parent. And that's what I think the unforgivingness is. Mm -hmm. Like you got to forgive yourself because for one, I think you're placing the blame like in a space where it don't really belong. Like, it's not your fault. Like, I want to appreciate that this happens. And this is an unfortunate event, but this happens. All the time. It has nothing to do with those of us who are not committing the act. It has everything to do with the predator. Well, and not even that. Because that that just happened, you know. Um, What she just told you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just, I don't know. Like, even over the, I made some, like, bad decisions, like, based off of, mm-hmm. <laughs> you There know? is a lot of self-judgment, right? Like, you do a lot of bad and good, mm. right and wrong, what mm. I should have done. Mm-hmm. And speaking um, finitely, almost as if it is cut off, mm-hmm. I cannot have a relationship because of what I didn't learn when you st- we talking you still yeah. living and breathing or and I we think- still have the op- opportunity mm-hmm. absolutely to develop those skills talents value whatever it is yeah. we trying to do I think I'm growing a little bit because I'm definitely I, I I definitely walk away from a lot of things a lot of things but I still yeah I'm I'm not forgiving yourself or even that you failed them as if you still ain't they mama. <laughs> even I think to realize that like they've got stuff. Yeah. Is growth, right? <laughs> like, 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 so much of their own hurt that they can't recognize the hurt, especially of their adult kids. No, no, that's important to me. Yeah. Because my kids are like Oh, we all need some help. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what did I do? I need to know what I did because I feel like it all derives from me. And well, with my daughter, my, my son had two parents. My daughter did not. Mm-hmm. So with her, I'm like, what happened? I need to know now because I'm just now starting to see this behavior within her. You know, with her getting in. Uh, she's been married twice. She's 25. She'll be 26 in November. She's been married twice. And both of these men are still head over heels for this little girl. But she's like, <sighs> and I'm like, she got some issues with love. What happened? <laughs> and I tried to, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, what happened? What did I do? What did I do wrong? Not wrong. Again, you you got to change the language when 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 you discuss you. Mm. Um, as you know, the world gonna be hard enough to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should know that. Like mm-hmm. I know you know that well. 
mm-hmm. the world gonna be hard enough. So like when you deal with you, you have to appreciate you with a certain level of fragility. Yeah. Like with a certain level of finesse. Like right, absolutely. I am not my behavior. I am not my ideals. I am I not my history. Need to, like write that. <laughs> say it every day. Like seriously, because I'm just now getting to a point, and this is like literally recently since I've been back here. Right. To a point where I'd be like, you know what? Fuck her and what she's saying, because I know. Talked about my kid. Cause she, my son, he don't bring his issues to me because he know I'm a chop him up. Cause he the smart one. You know, he he well both of them are smart, but you know his directive is different. So he should know better. So but her, I mean like she's like she's spoiled and then I feel like she's mad at me and I'm still trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, what did I do? And she says that I come off harsh. Um she says that I'm a bully. I'm like, all these hurtful words. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, where, when did I develop these traits? But I probably have always had them. Because I do always say you can't win an argument with me. But it's like I'm guarded. Mm-hmm. Like, over-guarded. You know? Oh. Anyway. It's a lot of pain. It's a lot of shit. I messed hmm. up. And I know it. And I don't even like know how to just I mean I talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know how to sit down with counselors. I don't know where to begin. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot. And it's not just one thing. I was raped. I wasn't just not only was I molested, I've been raped. Mm-hmm. Um, not only was I raped, I've been molested mm-hmm. again, you know what I mean? By not only men in my family, but women too. Mm-hmm. I remember I had one cousin, she would try to make me suffer booze. And when I did it, when my favorite cousin would come around, she would make us fight because I wouldn't do it. How were you there? I was around the same age. So maybe like five. All of this was all happening at one time. Mm-hmm. So when I was being molested by that one person, my mother had another cousin that would, I guess, come on the weekends and babysit us when she go out. Um, and yeah, he would stick his hands all up in me. So for me, then this other cousin... She would, you know, make me do all of these things to her. And it's, like, to me, like, today is so unheard of. Like, I don't know kids that go through that. Or maybe because of the parents, we've been through it all. I, I haven't heard. It's for maybe women to, or maybe people, they're hiding it. I don't know. Maybe because people aren't brave enough to tell the truth. Because, right. again, um, this story is not as um, irregular. Mm-hmm. This story is not as in the margins as we would love for it to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, we this, don't talk about it. No, nah, this is a theme. You know, I've even talked to one of my cousins. Um, and he's away. 
He's gone. He's in prison. And I told him, I remember when you came home from prison and we was playing Truth or Dare. I was like in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, in fact, I, was, I wasn't even in junior high school because we were living, yeah. But I told him, I remember we were playing Truth or Dare. It was me, him, and my brother. And because all I know is my cousin one, the one that is in prison, he had just got out of prison. Um, he was trying to make my brother. He lost, so it's either he punched him in his chest or I suck his penis. And when I when he hit my brother, I didn't like it. He's big. He was a big dude. Oh, he's grown. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The next time he go to jail, he's not going to juvenile. He's going to prison. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want my brother to get hit because I watched my brother from here to here get mm-hmm. punched. So I elected to suck his penis, and I told him about it, and he cried, he cried, and he cried. He apologized mm-hmm. profusely for that. And it's weird because I love my cousin. Mm-hmm. Not on those levels yeah, yeah, at yeah, all yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But he needed to be called out mm-hmm. because he's one of the ones that that tries to keep the family together. Mm-hmm. But because I had been molested even before that even happened, I could see how everybody it was like ancestral. Mm-hmm. It was like an ancestral family. You know what I'm saying? And it was like weird to me. You know? So we're good. He don't talk to me like, but I made sure that he knew mm-hmm. that I remember what he did. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like five or six. Yeah. I was 11 or 12. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I remember, and to hear him cry, it's like somebody put a knife in his chest and took it out. I don't even, I mean, I can't say that I don't know if he remembered because maybe he did, but we don't have conversations like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He totally protects me. Like, before he went to prison, I've watched, I I don't know. I don't know what I should be feeling, but I made sure I knew. What happened? If that makes sense, I don't know. It does. It does. So we're good. He's he's. uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm talking to the rest of them. I feel like everybody else is. They're gonna die a slow death because of what they have done. And I really, one of my cousins are. He's he is deceased. And I feel like he died a slow death. God made him feel that pain. And I feel like that happened because he probably did it to more than just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made sure he knew when I was like 19, I called back to Texas to talk to somebody in, in my grandmother's house. And when he found hey, Gary, you know, I said, you don't have nothing to say to me. I know exactly what you did to me. Mm-hmm. 
what? because it wasn't one time. It was mm-hmm. he was a he was a, an offender. Mm-hmm. You know, I took baths with this man. Like I checked in with him at four and five. Like he was my boyfriend, and he was probably eighteen. He had hair on his face. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to school, so he had to be grown. You know, so this is the one who was babysitting. Yeah. So I'm saying those people, out of all of them, this one that cried profusely, um, God, I'm I watched them. The other, you know, um, not to you. You're not gonna say you're sorry to a person that you've done that to because you're probably embarrassed and ashamed. However, change your life. I feel like I'm. I was placed with everybody else's karma. I've always said that too. Like, like I was cursed. Both of my grandmothers have kids, but the, they're the other women. They're the side chicks. You know what I mean? Um, all the stuff happened to their kids and stuff, and I feel like I'm cursed. I'm their karma. <laughs> I think this is something I said in an earlier episode, like so much of suffering is a choice. Suffering is a choice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like to say, like, even if we think of the concept of karma, however we want to think of it. Right. Yeah. But really like karma is action. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not necessarily finite. Right. So if you have made the decision that you were supposed to suffer and be punished, then that's what will happen. Okay. Um, but there is a different choice, right? Because I would, yes, you are up until 42, the sum of these life experiences, but this doesn't have to be your My life. so finite. Right, like, like it doesn't have to be your hell. Yeah, like you, like this hell that has been created that you've decided you're just going to exist in because of some shit that has nothing to do with you. It is. Let me just. That's the way I felt up until recent, like over the. Well, you just said it. Yeah. And also, not to deviate too much into spirituality, but I'm going to. That's, <laughs> okay. that's exactly why I, I preface the statement with that. Um, okay. I believe in a universal karma mm-hmm. in kind of the way that you're saying it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to be fair to what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. I think you saying, and excuse my analogy, mm-hmm. I think you saying, what I eat can make you shit. And most of us understand karma from the standpoint of what I eat can only make me shit. Mm-hmm. Like that is how most of us understand karma. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I think like you saying that what I eat can make somebody else shit. And I believe in karma like that to the degree that the universe is energy. And Mm -hmm. if I put in negative energy, Mm -hmm. negative things must come out. Mm -hmm. That does not necessarily mean that they will come to me. Right. But someone will go through negativity because I put negativity in. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. my my only contention with um, 
the generational um, uh, suffering or karma, okay. if you okay. will, um, is that I'm, I'm not as for sure. And, and my belief in autonomy is, is so, um, so powerful that I believe that um, it has a lot to do with my choices. Mm -hmm. okay. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Pain is a real thing. Suffering is a real thing. But but pain is a um, is it's not, a weakness. Pain is not necessarily a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a weakness. Suffering is a choice. Like if I mm -hmm. stump my toe, <laughs> it'll hurt for five minutes. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But for me to the next day be bitter about me hurting my toe, right. I am choosing to mm -hmm. live in this suffering uh -huh. space mentally. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, like, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Pain. We are humans. Mm -hmm. right? So like our feelings get hurt. Our mm -hmm. physical bodies get hurt. Like right. our, our tempers get elevated. Our emotions uh, get manipulated. Uh -huh. Like we are human. So we, we won't necessarily exist in a stoic space all the time, mm -hmm. uh, which most of us find to be uh, the most ideal, shamanistic, Mm -hmm. monkish, priestess, pastorish, like ideal space to be in, which I'm not necessarily sure it is. Yeah. Like one of the things that uh, I appreciate about counseling is they don't really promote people to turn off their emotional experience more than they encourage people and kind of educate people on how to accept it. Mm -hmm. Like anger is actually a useful emotion if geared in the right direction. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you're gearing it. Mm -hmm. Like to but to tell people don't be mad or don't get angry, I don't know how 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 beneficial or advantageous that is for them and how realistic that is for them. Yeah, it's not at all. Because we I mean, are it, humans. It, 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 yeah, it depends or on the, the control that we that. develop over our Yeah, anger. but you mm -hmm. know what? Because of all that I've been through, it's so weird. Like now it's things that like I don't, I don't get mad. I used to get mad. I used to be an angry being, like over the top, you know. But still able to, I don't know. Like it was a wall. It's it's still a wall. But I would react really quick. Now I'm like, I have somewhere that I want to be. Yeah. So it makes it like harder for a button to be pressed. Mm -hmm. Where I'll just cut you off like and never turn back. See, so let me let me let me push that a little bit. Yeah. And I was I was telling a friend this. Um I don't know if I can say I've grown as it relates to my respect for women. Mm-hmm. If for the last five years, I've merely avoided my engagement with women. Mm. Like, yes, I get to say that I have not disrespected a woman in five years because that is technically the truth. However, it is also true that I have not allowed myself the opportunity mm -hmm. yeah, to disrespect the woman as well. Yeah, you, you um, yourself. Especially yeah. in the beginning, because you got to know yourself. Yeah. Um, sometimes leaving the room. Or avoiding the situation is best. Mm -hmm. But when when we use the language as if we have arrived with it, mm -hmm. like uh, now nah, I'm straight, 
being straight is the ability to now I can engage with women all the time. Mm -hmm. Not only can I engage with women and not disrespect them, I can engage with women that disrespect me mm -hmm. and yeah. not disrespect. Like now this it's versions and levels to grow. Yeah. Like not yes. only can now I engage and I say, Hey, uh, I think you're beautiful. Would you like to date me? And she let me down easy mm -hmm. and I don't disrespect her. Now she let me down hard and I and I don't disrespect her. Now we together and she disrespect me and I don't do like it is it is levels to Absolutely your version of what you willing to tolerate and your threshold for you know whatever your issue is. I'm just yeah. using this one in your peace. Mm -hmm. <laughs> your peace. Like trying to gain it. And and it's so weird because it's so much that has happened over the years, like just these past few years. And some people that know me, like, I can't even believe you let that even go like that. It's having control, mm -hmm. you know, knowing and the difference. And it's changing my interest. As a younger man, mm -hmm. maybe I would have got into it with a guy at the stop sign. <laughs> yeah. Because I was, I was into the stop sign. Mm -hmm. As an older man. If anyone wants an issue with me at the stop sign, he wins. Yeah, I because got, I got, some, I got my somewhere to be. Values have changed. Yes, right? you have somewhere to be. <laughs> like, and it's not sitting so. Here. So my ability to even look at that, because mm -hmm. as a younger man, if he the one that I would have looked at that as a loss. Mm -hmm. As an older man, my ability to even look at that as a loss is like you're laughing at them because it's not a loss to me i don't even understand it that way i really don't get what you're doing you win <laughs> i'm i apologize brother yeah. and you have a blessed day you and yeah. your family like and you're not even that you're you looking at them like why are they tripping mm -hmm. what happened what just happened here my values change i yeah. mean it's something different you have a hard time sleeping sometimes sometimes i don't even go to sleep you have nightmares uh, no, no nightmares. I used to. You have flashbacks? Mm hmm. Yep. Like bad flashbacks, too. You have them so extreme or so intense at times that you feel like you're right in the moment. Mm hmm. Still today. Mm hmm. I just have one. Maybe last week. Recently, though, like no anxiety. I do have anxiety. I've I've been trying to control it because I don't mm -hmm. take meds or anything for. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that statistic. What what is uh, the to, the meds? <laughs> the meds. I don't want to be that one to have to take meds to cope with the things that I've been. Traumatic. Stress. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Because I I mean I know I have it. I have it on several different levels but because i choose me and i'm trying to choose a better life then i'm trying to deal with it this is my first time like openly like just like talking about mm -hmm. just stuff right. i mean i talk about it because i need the the, the younger kids to know that no this yeah. is not you however to sit and talk with like you got our people publicly there you go so with that it's like yeah, it's bad. So, like, the people in my head really do uh, talk to me. Mm -hmm. So, you do talk to me. Like, I just, like, yeah, the people in my head talk to me. I've had a fight in my 30s 
but now it takes you have to really push buttons for me to get to that level and i try to walk away like, what do they say just beat the shit out of them because everybody thinks i'm like super nice i wear glasses the people in your head think you're super nice no people who thinks you're super nice everybody <laughs> Like, I mean, people that don't know me think I'm super nice. Like, they don't know me because I'm not loud. I'm not rambunctious. I'm not an attention seeker. So they take me for granted. And it's like, I want to walk away because I know I'm going to get in trouble. But, like, for real, the people in my head, saying, just just beat the fuck out of them. Just hit them in the fucking mouth. So and how many people are are in your head? You know what? No, I'm serious. <laughs> I am. I want to be fair. I'm no, a, it's it's only it's only two. Only two. Is it a girl and a boy? Two girls, two boys. It's a girl and a boy. Girl and a boy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, have you ever heard the voice before? Is it Joe voice? Mm-hmm. Or a different voice. It's it's like one is my voice, and then it's a, a legit boy voice. And the boy voice is it your brother's voice? Is it a familiar voice? Yeah, you want to. I don't know the voice. You it's never a, heard the voice before. It is a unique yes, voice. Yes, no. It's not a unique voice. It's a voice that I've heard before, but I can't really just say whose voice it is. It kind of sounds like my brother, but I don't know. It's, I, I, it's a boy voice, uh-huh, uh-huh. but it's not like somebody's hand. Like, speaking in no, like... Different accent. Yes, nothing crazy like that. But the other one is me, but it's like the the mean me. I don't know. My voice gets deeper, but I know it's my voice. Like, I should just beat the fuck out of them. And then I do, I black out. And this is when you are in a state of emotion. Yes. High emotional intensity. Yes. And so, like, that's why I choose to walk away from things and and not deal with it at all because I need to see some growth within me because this is anger. It is on all levels. You know, I don't need to show nobody. Like, I don't have to be tougher than anyone. I can walk away and make them feel really stupid Mm -hmm. opposed to just beating the fuck out of them. Which is what you used to do. Yes, my knuckles and my hands. Mm-hmm. Say it. Oh. Like this finger don't even you see how it don't go all the way down? This is recent. But this one does. Recent. Since I've been in my forties. But she kept pushing me and pushing me and I jumped out the car and I just beat her, just bust her in the mouth. Because she was trying to, we were we we were at a stoplight. Well, we were coming up on the stoplight. <laughs> we Your analogy all the way. Like I'm saying, so, and, and like I was like, I can't do that because I don't work. Now you nailed that. And not, <laughs> what? Nothing. Now what? His his stop sign and stoplight analogy. I mean, you're giving us like it was almost foresight. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying it happens. I believe you. You, you, you said I, you ain't believe me. You don't want to talk about I will say this though. I, I want to come back just real quick. Just keep that in mind. Okay. 
something you said um, about medication. Um, not saying, so this is one of the few times I'm not going to be, I actually think that um, I have a problem with the overdependence on medication. Mm -hmm. um, I think that what you're saying now, my philosophy is if you can't make it through your day and the medication helps you just to make it through your day, fine. But this is where I say therapy is mm -hmm. essential, right? Absolutely. Um, that like, even if you took medication, it would just be um, just to make it through your day. It would never deal with the core of your issues, right? Exactly. Um, but I think it. if we can be fair, mm -hmm. excuse me, there are other ways in which we use things to help us medicate ourselves, whether yes. that be alcohol or drugs yes. or sex yes. or relationships that we look for other things, right? Yes, and, and I so, that. Yeah, and so I, I think to just like, oh, I don't want to be that person on medication. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to be like. But if you drink all the time. I do. That's what I depend on, I guess. Like in the morning, sometimes. Then, then are we being fair with whatever yeah, we're using? Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. So I try. I try to be strong, but it's it's a process. You know. Gotta be exercise and dieting. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are as important as mm -hmm. therapy. It you know, is. They are therapeutic. It is. Absolutely. Like Definitely even, is. even what you're doing right now, um, this is not a therapy session, you mm. know, but um just good conversation and sensitivity to the topic. Um you in your early forties and you just now telling your story as an adult period right. ever publicly like, like just ever like i yeah. don't know i would and no i you know, think i probably ruffle some feathers i would wager to say that you've never told this much of your story in one instance ever in your life mm -hmm. yes you are absolutely right so like even for this regardless regardless of the platform even for you to do this, I believe it is something cathartic in that. The fact yeah. that, damn, all this did happen to me. You mm -hmm. know, like sometimes we can be so detached from our own story that like when we say it out loud, when we put it all together, we're like, damn, like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that did happen. And yeah, I was there. And like, it, it becomes so much like, oh, wow. Like, it really say a lot, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm impressed. I want to tell you this because I honestly think for a kid to have so many sexually traumatic um, situations or traumatizing situations as you had and for you to raise kids that are semi-okay without therapy mm -hmm. is amazing. Yeah. They need therapy though. They need therapy. We all, we all do. do. We all oh, okay. do. We all do. <laughs> No, we all do. There we go, speaking out loud. Like for a four-year-old to have to process 
my person being taken away from me and a four-year-old does not even have the concept of self yet. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, that four-year-old to then become six and then different things get to happen in the same vein and then eight and then different things get to happen, but in the same vein and then 12 and then different things get to happen. And like a pattern of this and nobody's helping me since three or four cope and process and nothing somebody effectiveness but mm -hmm. i was thinking what it must have been like to be four hmm. and to one. not have a concept a, a true understanding of what's going on yeah but to be naked in a bed and everyone comes in and everyone's angry and everyone leaves me vulnerable right mm -hmm. like i can't Imagine like finding my five year old in that space and no, leaving all her. These, yep, and all these months and never talking about it. That, like, not only is there chaos, but we never fucking, I never go to my child. If this is happening, you know, it was something way more than just this. So, mm -hmm. you want to get to the bottom of you want to know because mm -hmm. that's your kid. No one has never, like, talk to me or I'm I'm nobody's no one has ever been my advocate you never felt protected or never yeah. so for me it's my job to tell the people to shut the fuck up <laughs> at some point and, and to entertain therapy the idea <laughs> <laughs> no again like, no because I will I will spaz but 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 as a people who are also advocating mm -hmm. for the um, for the opportunity to not always piss in the bed, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Like for the opportunity That's that crazy. like when 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 in the future if serious mm -hmm. stuff happens to daughter or son that they feel like I, they can come to me because mm -hmm. I have the emotional intelligence to handle it. Yes, like I won't go off the hanger. Mm -hmm. Yo, we're going to address it, but it's a million ways to skin a cat, and I'm going to learn a few more. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning now. Mm -hmm. Because the other we, thing. And we can't do nothing about the past situations. Like, no. it's really for the future. Yeah. Like, I'm, we doing yes. the work on ourselves today mm -hmm. so that when future things happen, because everybody's still existing. Yeah. Me, kids, everybody's still here. Absolutely. So, and, and life ain't stopped. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through more stuff. Mm -hmm. And the the fact that we're not handling the problems at 32 like we did at 22. We're mm -hmm. not handling the problems at 51 like we did at 35. Like right. you, you can see the growth and not just because I'm getting older oh. and eagles crow and all this. Like, no, you can see the growth yes. in the way that I address people, Absolutely. the way that I address my kids, the way that I address my profession, the way that I address me, my spirituality or whatever it is that mm -hmm. you do. The, the, the growth should almost be like um the residue of the work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like what's left over. Mm -hmm. And oh, I am working. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, that was the reason that I kind of like approached the topic. I, mm -hmm. I know I'm pretty sure I was all over the place with the whole topic. 
Because it's no, so you're much fine. more to so, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's so much more to it. And, you know, it's like we still, somebody got to get up in the morning. I don't, but you, I'm sure you guys do. But <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> the kids don't even have to get up uh, right I'm the only anyway but I'm just saying like it's so much to like when I when I wanted the topic yeah that it started off as one particular topic but that one particular topic is be faced with 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 the rest of it you yeah. know um of who I am today and who I Trying to be, I guess, and who you desire to be. Desire to be, yes. That is uh, that is one of, and I forget his name. Um, maybe it's Adler. I don't want to mess it up, but he has the concept of the ideal self versus mm -hmm. the actual self, and uh, he say that that is one of the lifelong conflicts mm -hmm. of who I am. As it relates to who I see myself as or who I would like to be. And um, part of that, you know, a derivative of that, if you will, is cognitive dissonance. Okay. Um, now, that is what my values are as it relates to what I actually am, what I actually practice. Right, sure. Um, probably one of the... Um, the starkest forms of cognitive dissonance is in men that uh, go to prison for a long time mm -hmm. um, for for, for um, drugs or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. um, you find men outside of prison before they go. Uh, they miss funerals, birthdays, uh, weddings, mm -hmm. anniversaries. They miss a lot of stuff. Um, and they say because time is money. Mm -hmm. um, and then they go to prison and do 20 years and then they look at the other man and say you only did three or you ain't do no time or, like, yeah because now you have to change what you value mm -hmm. initially time was money because you valued your time right. because you just spent 20 years in here mm -hmm. if you say time is money and you wasted 20 years that's gonna make you feel negatively about yourself Mm -hmm. So in order to solve the, the, the problem of cognitive dissonance, you have to change your value or change your behavior. Mm -hmm. You can't change your behavior because you can't leave this 20 year sentence. Mm -hmm. So now you have to change your value. Now, I think that the person <coughs> who does the most time <coughs> holds the most value. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to say this. Love is a, is an inside job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it starts on the inside. Mm -hmm. to, to me, um, the definition of love is founded in um, self-discipline. Yeah. Me. <clears throat> yes. I love me enough to take me and my values seriously. Mm -hmm. This is why my love for bacon ain't as difficult to give up. Because even though I love bacon, mm -hmm. I love my health. I love my values. I love what I told myself. I'm gonna stick to that. Like, this is why I didn't discredit your, your when you use love in so many contexts, because yeah. I too believe uh -huh. love can be used in multiple contexts. Mm -hmm. Like, I love bacon, I love my kids, I love my school. Like, but I believe that that love starts from the inside, meaning that because I've talked to me about these things, mm -hmm. 
is the reason that I can go into detail about the things that I love. I talk to me about my kids. Mm -hmm. So when people talk to me about my kids, it's not a new conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I know how I feel about kids. I know what I <laughs> am me. and am not going to do as it relates to parenting my kids. I know what I am and am not going to do when it comes to being with a romantic partner. I know what I am and am not going to do when it comes to having my ethics at a job or whatever it is. Like, love starts on the inside and it is impossible to love something externally if love is not the foundation on the inside. Mm -hmm. Meaning that. Yeah. If a person don't love themselves, they cannot love anything else. Sure. If a okay. person don't love themselves, they do not love bacon. They like bacon. <laughs> They're addicted to right, bacon. Right, right, right. I want, I want to appreciate it Addiction in the, cut, in the, in the, in the whole thing that I'm saying. Like, yeah. if, if a person does not love themselves, they do not love their kids. Mm -hmm. They are raising them. They are parenting. They do not love their kids. Mm -hmm. They show them affection out of obligation. I want to appreciate the 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 hug that you do because you got yeah. to and the hug that you do because it's authentic and you genuinely miss somebody is a different human experience. Sure. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Oh, I'm supposed to kiss you. Mm. Besides, oh, I'm really finna miss no, you, baby. You know, what's mm. funny? you know what's weird? Because <laughs> it, it was a point that my son didn't like hug me and kiss me. But... When he got older, like since I've been here now, since I've been here, the months that I, the six months that I've been back, um, when he see me, he'll hug me and kiss me, and I've never required that of him. And he'll just he would, and I can say that our relationship is not as tight as my daughter. And I, you know what I'm saying? I can, I can be honest with myself and do I show a favoritism? No, but be, this is when I began to know that my kids have issues, you know, um, I've never played favoritism, but it's something in him that he, I guess he feels like he needs to show me or something, but I don't say, I don't kiss me, y'all hug me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some parents require that when you walk in the room you hug your mom you kiss your mom my kids when my son before it's like oh hey maybe that's because i moved away and i came back when he became an adult but it was a hug but if he see me today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that he hugs and he kisses me whereas he didn't do that at first it was just that essential hug because he hadn't seen me in months and sundays but he makes it a point to hug and kiss me and goodbye after I've cussed him out. Like, he doesn't even care. Like, all right, gotta go. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, when did he get that? Because he wasn't like that at first. And I didn't ask him to do it. I didn't bring it up or say, I don't know why you're not giving me no hug and no kiss. Because my daughter and I, we don't hug and kiss. But... We will lay across each other's laps and, you know. You show affection we, in different we are, ways. <clears throat> we're very, even with him. Like, even when he wasn't doing that and I would come into town, if he comes in and he's sitting down and he's tired or whatever, I rub his little hair, you know, and I'll make him fall asleep or whatever. But still, no hug and kiss when he leaves or hug and kiss when he comes. Just over the, 
I don't know. This time it's like, uh-oh, when he started doing that, okay. You know, maybe he's growing. But How do you feel about it? I love it. <sighs> I love it. <laughs> I still loved him the same, though. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, he'll never, he's like hard. He's really sensitive, but he's really, like my kids, they, they gut punch. So... For him to do that, it's like it's showing like a totally different side of him. Cause he, it's also helping you. Yeah, I guess so. Still, she's the tougher one. She's the common sense chick. I don't know. Nothing. What do you mean by tougher? Um, like. I don't know. She's more outspoken. Um, she is like she she bears without crying. Um, if something happens to all of us, she would be the one that. Well, I, I can't say that because I believe my son would too. I don't know. She's the tougher one, though. She maybe because she's the oldest. She was she was the kid. I raised her by myself, so she didn't have a father. I mean, he was there somewhere. <clears throat> she knew who he was, but I raised her. She went through my pain, although I didn't tell her my pain. My my daughter didn't know or understand what I was going through until I she became an adult because she didn't understand the relationship between her grandmother and I because. She has a really close relationship with her, too. But <clears throat> she just handles things differently than what he would. So let's say money or the house or whatever. She'll be the one that a lot of, she could be mad at everybody. You know, some family members will take it all and say, you know, fuck everybody else. She'll be the one to come in and say, okay, this, this, and that. We may not be cool. You may have done something, but... This is yours, this is yours, this is yours. Goodbye. See you later. I never have to talk to you again. Whereas to my son, he holds emotions. So he'll hold everything. But still maintain what needs to be done. As far as the other stuff that may have been asked upon. For him to implicate to the people. I don't know. He's not as strong as her. I can just say that. He reacts really quick off of impulse. She won't. I'm going to say this. Um, and this is leading back into like um, how I'm not sure we appreciate kids. Mm -hmm. Like um, <clears throat> even if I don't tell them about my hurt necessarily. Mm -hmm. Because I ain't dealt with it, I wear it. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, because I'm mad at somebody else, the next room I enter going to feel a little bit of that tension. Mm -hmm. Ain't got nothing to do with nobody <coughs> in this next room. But because I that was my past experience, I brought a little bit of that in here. Mm -hmm. And somebody going to deal with that. My my fuse is, is shorter than it would have been if I had not experienced what I just experienced. Yeah. Um. 
Emerson got a quote about a towel that I'm not going to use because I'm going to stay with your glass house scenario. Um, to live in a glass house, um, I don't know if it's fair to say I can walk around naked mm-hmm. and close a window and nobody can see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's a glass house. Like the fact that I close one blind or try to do one drape or one, cr- it's a glass. Like I, I got to change the, the scene. I got mm-hmm. to change me. I got to change the individual because like I bleed. Yeah. Yeah. Get out the glass house. I'm, I am like, irregardless of the facade. And this is, this is the issue with faking. Like irregardless of the facade mm-hmm. that I am going to put on, like, mm-hmm. When somebody poke me the wrong or right way, you're gonna see me. There's a reaction. You're gonna like, irregardless of what I'm saying or what, you're gonna see me. I can't hide from me. Mm -hmm. I'm stuck with me. This is why the work must be done with me. People are gonna hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. People ain't gonna advocate for me. Mm -hmm. People gonna leave me alone to deal with my stuff and someone else. I got to learn how to accept it and be okay with not being okay. Yeah. Which is definitely easier said than done. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know. I think even as we talk about like emotional intelligence, I don't necessarily, I mean, you know, your children specifically know what you mean. By that, but to listen to a young man who can be cussed out and mm-hmm. yelled at mm-hmm. and can hug you and be like, I love you anyway. Yeah. That actually takes a lot of strength and patience that a lot of people don't have. I yeah. don't care if it is my mama, you gonna cuss <coughs> me out, fuck you, bitch. Like, even to say that, <coughs> that he has enough patience. Mm-hmm. To be like, whatever she mad about, this is my mama and I love her anyway. Yep. I'm going to hug her and kiss her. Yep. That that is strength. Yes. Or that's love. Or love. See, this is why I say. Or love yes. encompasses strength. This, this is why I say you can't be hard on yourself. Because what if you did provide love? They got to get it from somewhere. Yeah. Like his, his ability to, to. A black man. To too. love. Like as it relates to like a real situation I'm really going through. This mm-hmm. really happened to me. I'm a love anyway. Like people ask me, is love enough? Yeah, it really is. This is why I think it started on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now love is really enough. It is. If we really do it. <clears throat> we lust, we like, we get infatuated. But like if you really like unconditionally, no, love yeah. is enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is definitely. But I'm giving you a boyfriend. <laughs> One day. One day. <laughs> I, when I do, you guys just just hugging. Love always. Just hugging. We're going to love on After you. All of <laughs> but now I'm going to give me a boyfriend. Yeah. One day. I've already thought about it. One day. I've I, I got to like him, like him. That's okay. Everybody ain't worthy of. Um, no, nah, you got to like me. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, I got to like me. 
you got to like you. Uh -huh. yeah. One of my favorite yeah, questions so, uh -huh. to um, ask my clients uh -huh. is where their self-esteem is on mm. the scale, like one to ten. And I think we, mine is like a four. I was just gonna say yeah. that three and four is the is the answer that I tend to get the most. And this is irregardless of age, uh, millennial, generation yes. Y, generation uh, uh, X, like ethnicity, a lot yes. ethnicity, white, black, girl, boy, yes. like. And you know what? People have tremendously low self. And you know what? And the thing about that is, is like when I hear what people be mad about with me. I'm like, man, I need to step my game up because if they feel that way about me, I need to really look in the mirror because yeah. it's always good stuff that they're mad about. It's not like I've done something bad. It's always when they are complaining about something, it's always something that in my mind I wish I had, but I guess I do have it and I don't acknowledge it within myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I have... One of my classmates, she's now a doctor, and she posted something on Facebook, and she let it known to the world that I'm the reason that she is the woman that she is today. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, damn, I need to get me together. Yeah. If she's the woman that she is today because of me, she was adopted, she has six kids, she's married, um... But she is a doctor. And she said because of how I treated her in junior high and high school, she is who she is today. And I was like, I'm kicking myself and hitting myself in the back and then, you know, upside the head because I'm like, damn, this is what I think of me. And there's so many people out here that have so much more than I do. Or are at the level that I desire to be at, but I've set a whole impact on their lives. Mm -hmm. Why do I feel like I'm a four? You know, when I'm getting told that I am beautiful, why do I take that all the time as gay? Gay. Because I got it for you. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, I'm like. <laughs> You know, I, I I never thought that I was ugly, but I've never felt like I was good enough. You know, so, you know, at some point I tend to settle or maybe not strive to be where I should be. Because mm -hmm. when at some point I do lay down and be like, damn, you know, you, you had that opportunity. You didn't even take it. You know, and I just did it. Slow down the green light. Slow down at the green line. I saw the yield. I saw that yellow within the green mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, um, I had the opportunity and I just, you know, Mar wanted the fast way out. Or I always thought about something that was said to me in my past, like, you know, from my mom, mm -hmm. you know, that would make me be like, oh no. And not take the time to do the work to get to the level that I needed to be at. Yeah. yeah, you got to talk to yourself better. Mm hmm. I do. You got to have better self talk. 
I would I would contend that you probably talk to yourself as negatively or more negatively than others. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just not healthy. Again, mm-hmm. the world going to take not. us through some stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we ain't got yeah. to help them out. It's just not healthy. Um, I I would say um, probably start with like some positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. Um, I have mine in my notes that I read every morning. Um, It actually go off when my alarm go off to tell me to go to my notes and Mm -hmm. read them. Oh, good. Um, And and it's 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 helpful because it's like um, uh, you look at it as a cup, and the world is about to take from your cup as soon as you wake up. Kids need to be dressed, long going off, you late, gas yeah. needs to be in the car, it's cold, you weren't prepared, it's Houston. Like, yeah, it's, right. it's a lot going on. The world, the world about to take from your cup. So, yeah. like, you need to make sure that you fill it up with some positivity intentionally. Mm-hmm. Intentionally. Because her goes traffic that you weren't prepared for, her goes the boss that had her own bad day that she's going to give you that energy. Like, it's life. Mm-hmm. In closing. Speaking out loud. No, just thank you. Um, thank you for sharing. Thank you for... Um, yeah. I don't know how much of a... But, yeah. She yeah. already... She, she's doing it. She's, yeah, yeah, she's doing you it. just did it. So I'm calling oh. out exactly what he just said and that you just did it. Like I you were did. about to talk down about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to say this. If nothing else, uh-huh. and if nobody hears this, and mm-hmm. if this show never airs, this was at least therapeutic for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this was at least healthy for you to be able to tell your story your way, mm-hmm. for you to be able to have some, like, um, pieces and piece it together in a way that, hey, this is why this kind of happened. This may be why I feel like this. This may be why my son feel like this. It's probably why this happened to me. Or whatever, like, your ability to just tell it and get it out and yeah. vent. Sometimes you don't need advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't need nobody to tell you what to do. Right. Sometimes you just need, I just need a listening ear. I need a shoulder to lean on. I need a shoulder to crawl. And I'm done. Oh. And just to be fair to the process. And to be kind to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so... No. <laughs> she reads a lot of self-help. <laughs> it does sound very self-helpy. She reads a lot of self-help. Be kind to yourself. No, but seriously. Um. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. And TED Talks. She does. Hey, fooling with y'all. NPR. I think it's radio at the National end. Public Radio. I don't know why he's friendly. He know he National in Public. I do not. Oh, NPR. I've gotten into your car, and there's and in, NPR has been on, and not just when I'm. I've been the last one in it. NPR is a California thing. No, like, it isn't. National Cali- Public Radio. But she's from California. I know. Like when you're from California, you say I'm from California, and I listen, listen to NPR. NPR. Hello. The other day I was listening to NPR and I heard this story. And you wear what? And you wear Vans. You wear Vans? Yes. Birkenstocks. And Chucks. Chucks. And you wear Chucks. Yes. And you wear Chucks. You ain't lying. And you wear Chucks. You say I'm from California. 
You were bands and chucks. And we have a different relationship with Mexican food. NPR. Yes. <laughs> Mexican food is like water. And, we, and, we have and, that. And we don't food. mind traffic. And y'all are tripping. And yes. You, <laughs> like, yes. Like y'all don't even know real traffic. Yeah. Like they, I, I'm like, oh, I'm That's one of the things we better at everybody like, else oh. in. I'm like, dude, you can live here and live right down the street and still make it for you will make it a whole home a whole hour later. Yeah, on that note. <laughs> we love y'all. Thank we you. We love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Go we, to therapy. Go to therapy. Please. We especially love the ones that made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. like, yeah. We love don't tell the other folks. We know they ain't listening. Speak out loud. My friend said it took me two months to listen to a whole episode. I've been trying to tell people you got to listen in your car. I I need to. I need to. I need to. Because I am like, you know. It's all love. But no, we love you guys. Um, I love you. I love you too. I love you. Mm -hmm. We're going to work our heart. I think we should give her a hug. Go to therapy and um, let us know what y'all think of the episode. Remember to um, rate us and like us and leave a comment and let us know what you think. And until next time, y'all be good.